along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are looking forward to a big weekend for Sunderland Football Club. Wembley is on the horizon this weekend. It will be Sunderland versus Portsmouth in the Checker Trade final. My name's Frankie Francis. I'm joined in the studio tonight by Rory Fallow, a regular contributor. Hi, Rory. Good evening. Excitement reaching not peak levels yet. I think a solid three and a half yeah. out, of, out of five. You've got to leave yourself a little bit sort of run up to, but yeah. we're getting there. Uh, also in the studio tonight, we have Peter Farrer, who's a star of uh, Sunderland Till I Die. Hi, Peter. Hello there. Pleased to be here. But I, excitement-wise, I'm, I'm looking forward to the weekend in London. The game, you know, it's, it's not many clubs get a chance to go to Wembley, so yeah. make the most of it. Well, that's where I want to start, really, tonight. Let's uh, start by talking about the, the occasion, and not just the occasion of playing at Wembley, but the occasion for Sunderland Football Club right now. You know, the, the, the time we've had it over the last couple of seasons. Rory, how big is this of an occasion, no matter what the competition is? It's, it's a huge sort of, I don't want to use celebration because I guess that's a little bit premature, but after a horrible two years, you could even really expand it to more generally the way more seasons have been. As a fan base, we deserve an occasion like this. We deserve a bit of a, a party to sort of remember what it is to enjoy going to games again. And we've we've rediscovered that this season. You know, we've, we're unbeaten at home. We've only lost two games this season. So a big Wembley occasion, 40,000 in the ground, probably about more on top of that actually just going down for the weekend in order mm. You know, go to Trafalgar Square on Saturday or Covent Garden or the Wise Men Say Live show as well. <laughs> so there's yeah. a brewing company. Um, we we do deserve this. Um, people can say what they like about, oh, it's only the Checker Trade trophy or whatever. doesn't matter. You As a football supporter, you want to go to big occasions, win trophies. And what's also important is we've seen other clubs. Southampton are a good example of it. They've won the Checker Trade and used it as a springboard to get that winning mentality back into the club mentioned the home games before about how we've not lost at home and that's changed our mentality. This it could be it could be massive for that. Um, I think Mickey Loff made the point on the podcast a few weeks ago about uh, Brian Clough took the Anglo-Italian trophy really seriously and the quote he used was, the players got a taste of champagne and they discovered that they liked it. Mm. That's exactly what that's we need to use. Got young, a young squad, players who've not played in occasions like that. this before. Oh, you're going to say that Were as well? Gonna, expand on that then, Peter, because you'll well, remember that then. Like I say, regarding... Well, Clough says, um, and, and if you look where Nottingham Forest were at the time and where Sunderland is now, Nottingham Forest was just going nowhere, really. Yeah. And like I say, in the, that, the cup, the Anglo-Scottish Cup, I remember going to them matches, mm-hmm. and, it, and a lot of the managers didn't want to be even involved in it. So very similar to the competition similar we're in. Similar to the competition yeah. we're in now, but mm-hmm. you'll try and explain that, 11 lads, yeah, a yeah. team who's got a chance to play at Wembley, mm-hmm. a chance to win some silverware, and on top of that, try and steer that to 40,000 Supporters that's going to match, never mind the other 40,000 and plus in the city mm. who'll be watching on the telly or watching in pubs. You know, it's not a Mickey Mouse trophy. Yeah. Think of the players who's never played at Wembley. Mm-hmm. Think of the managers who's never walked out at Wembley. Yeah. Like for Jack Ross, just to walk out at Wembley, or nine, mm-hmm. Baldwin, Flanagan, players like that. Players who've never thought they'd never, ever been. When they signed for Sunderland, yeah. you, people want to think how lucky we are. Mm-hmm. When you think where we were this time last year, we just go nowhere. Well, yeah, that's why I, yeah, I think no. the the occasion yeah. is so much more. It's so much more emotive because yeah. of the journey we've been on, isn't it? Like I said, it's there's not many clubs can do and see how many clubs have gone to Wembley this year. Mm-hmm. Four. Yeah, you've got the playoffs, of course. Yeah, yeah. You've got the FA Cup. You've got the League Cup. Yeah, Charity Shield. Charity that's Shield. Always, that's someone that, who's already won them. And yeah. that's about it. Yeah. 
And we were actually going to play for yeah, a, yeah. a trophy at Wembley. Mm. What do you make of the people who the, the people who are negative or snobby about the the competition, Maury? Because we, I suppose, we were, you know. Out, oh, when yeah. we're outside the competition, absolutely, and we kind of at the beginning of the season we were all sort of half mocking it, being like, "Oh, I want to want to win the checker trade and stuff like that." But uh, one one massive thing with Sunderland this season is we do like to make the point with the biggest club in League One. Mm. I want us to prove with the biggest club in League One, not just by winning the division, but by winning this competition as well, but the biggest club in this competition, let's go out and win it and prove that. Mm. I guess some people have valid points about um, the, the under twenty ones involvement and stuff like that, and that's that's totally but that's valid. That's the rules of the game. But that well, you can only beat what's in front of you. That's the rules yeah. of the competition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not Solon's fault. No, exactly, exactly. And as a supporter, and, you and like I said, this is massive publicity for Solon Football Club. Yeah. Not only the club, the city. Yeah. So we'll get mentioned on Sky News or whatever about the amount of Sunderland supporters. Mm-hmm. I'll guarantee that. Well, it remind a lot of people, you know, a lot of football fans, that we're still a football I, club. You know, I, I think it, I think we are getting through the, the mass yeah. people. We are still a massive football club. Mm. We get mentioned all over the world. Well, that's, uh, that's th- know, thanks to the program that you've you've been know, in, involved in, haven't I'm you? Not blow me on trouble, but through that program, I think we've done more more massive for Sunderland. So the, you, the city, never mind the football club, the whole city and the club. Well, of course, and, and you know, it, it, in tandem, if the club's doing well, the city seems to be doing well, well as I'm well. A taxi driver, you know. Yeah, you know, and I can tell on the what people's like in the taxi mm-hmm. by that attitude when we're doing well. Yeah, and I can tell what the taxi was like last year when it was desperate. It was even more desperate when Moyes was there. Yeah, yeah, that was worse. I'll, I'll tell you, Moyes' year was worse than last year. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was absolutely. Depressing. Well, Moyes is a good example, isn't it, of just one of a few people who sucked the life out of the club. Mm. And this, since we won the semi-final, it's and and this season as well, there's been other things with the new ownership. But since the semi-final, especially, that life's been like breathed just right back into the club. There's an excitement, there's a buzz about it again. I called into the ticket office the other day to renew my season card, and there was like a queue, and like people were getting like Wembley tickets because there's a few like just put on sale and like. There's a group of lads who like managed to get theirs and they were like buzzing. It's like, imagine if you'd said, like you were saying before, Peter, not even a year ago, but a few months back when we were yeah. absolutely desperate we didn't like, have on a our team. knees. Exactly, yeah. You know, people want to remember how far this club's coming since August. Yeah. We didn't have a team. And the papers, the major was saying, there's only three players who want to stop with Sunderland. The rest all want to be here. Mm-hmm. And we had to. And, Stuart Donald, whatever they've said, and Charlie Murphy, whatever they've promised, they've, they've fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Whatever they've said they're going to do, they've done. Mm-hmm. And they've had to buy a complete team. Yeah. And a new manager. Mm-hmm. And a backroom staff. And in, in the space of six months, mm-hmm. we, we could have went into oblivion Absolutely, to where yeah. we are now. And people, and people, <laughs> you hear them say, no, well, we should do this, we should... Just look back and see how far we have come. And, and it goes to serve as well the position that we're in now. I know people are frustrated that we're not in the automatic promotion places. But like you say, Pete, we only had three players essentially yeah. in the summer. We had no manager. We had new owners. Had nothing. That, there's so much work being done to even get us in the position we are now of cup the, final. And it, and it's in our own hands for automatic promotion. Winning games in hand. The thing, and, but um, the cup final's come at a bad time, I think. Mm. Like for the at the time of the season from. Where everything is how many games we're going would pull this way. We're at Wembley on Sunday, yeah, we're at Accrington Stanley mm. on Tuesday, yeah, you kind of get more and then back and, down and, the and road, then we've got it? a Saturday game and then another Tuesday you know, game. After, it's after just that. it's going to, but 
if you want to be successful, you've got to play more games. Yeah. Man City play more games yeah, than yeah. anybody else because they're successful. Mm. You know, and say what anybody say what I like about this trophy. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, if, if if you would say any, I'd say anybody in the first right championship or the prem, right not so much the premiership, but the championship and the, and the first division, they would grab their hands off to be gone down the motorway mm. on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. Well, our closest you know? neighbours they haven't won any silverware no, in no, a very long time, north, and no. you know, you know, we've been getting a lot of jip for, you know, because of our situation in the league off them for, for a couple of seasons now. But I know I bet there was a high percentage of those there if was, they were involved in Saturday and Sunday's yeah, proceedings they were down. down absolutely. And, they would have been singing from the rooftops about it. Yeah. And let's remind ourselves as well that we're desperate to knock us out of the competition as well. So you can't have it both ways, lads. Yeah. Like you can't like say this is a Mickey Mouse yeah. competition and then demand that you wanted ten thousand tickets to come and watch. Right. I, I to come and watch even, us play. I wouldn't give them I wouldn't give them the pleasure of talking about them to be honest. <laughs> well let's move on then what no. about our, our route to to the final then we had had to play a couple of those uh, under 21 or under 23 sides uh we you you know we and peter you said you can only play what's in in front exactly, of you though. Yeah. but but we had a good opportunity there to you know to bring in players for the first or second time appearances well, we Bally Mumba was playing did, in huh? some of those early games well, as well you know when we played Newcastle there was three lads on there younger than any of the players mm. that played for that team yeah that was a great point there you know people forget that mm-hmm. we it's only really the semi-final when he's played yeah. what he would t- class at the time his strongest yeah. team. Mm-hmm. But before that, we were playing lads that was under 21s, under 23s. Yeah. You know? So mm. don't let everybody just think we've played our strongest time. We haven't. And those players are grabbing the opportunity well, as well. Of course Every, every fixture, we've, we've played yeah. really professionally. Even the Man City game, you know, we... We did treat that as as if it was. Yeah. I know it was played at a bit of a slow pace, but we we treated that as if it was an important league game. We were totally but, professional. We didn't phone it in at all. But that's the way Man City play football. That's the that's oh, the modern yeah. game. Mm-hmm. They play at a slow pace, you know. But give doesn't matter what you, what football you're playing, whether standard whether you're playing a Sunday morning or what, you can only beat the tennis in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all you can do. Yeah, and we'll come we'll come round to Portsmouth in a little while, but we'll move the conversation on slightly and talk about our memories of uh, oh. Wembley as as a fan. Peter, you'll have had a lot more well, of, the, the, of those. And in, in our lifetime, Rory, we haven't seen Sunderland win at Wembley. Well, in my lifetime, I'm 62 and I've never seen Sunderland win because I couldn't get a ticket for 1973. Well, I went every game apart from the cup final. It broke my heart. That oh, no. It was your birthday the next day. You, in, 16, you must have been in phase three. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to I buy a Warsaw ticket? I'll tell you a true story. My uncle who lived in Leicester went with his wife. Mm-hmm. And you know who he was sitting next to? No. 1973. Jim Stewart. Knocked him. Oh, And wow, I'm stuck that. in that house. Oh. Watching the telly. <laughs> But mine, it was a great night in Sunderland that night. Tell us about that night when when uh, when they lifted the cup. What, uh, what wait, was it like? Well, I was I was I went down down the town with a girl I was caught at the time, mm-hmm. and then um, <laughs> it's a true story. But it was just bedlam. You know, everyone was like the people in the streets, it was like New Year's Eve, VAD, yeah. VGD, Everybody was just was out of this world. Yeah, and just. Just had a great night on the drink. Of yeah. course, of course. Since the '73, we've had appearances at Wembley. You know, playoffs, cup finals. Yeah. Of course, oh, but then they've been. We've had a good, we had quite. It's, you know, our fair share of appearances. Oh, you we could have. Say. Are, we have been to six. Yeah, I think mm. cup like finals games of sort, games right. at Wembley. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and there's been some poor games, mm. but the Charlton game was fantastic. The Man City game was a great first half. We played really well that day. Yeah. We got played off the park of Swindon in the playoffs and we went through the back door. Yeah. Norwich was atrocious. Yeah. You know, so... It's 92 I, as well. I wouldn't... Yeah. 92 wasn't exactly... Yeah. 
<laughs> well, we got beat by a good Liverpool side yeah. as well. But no, but to get to there, it's not just the final. It's the it's getting to the final, the semi-finals. Mm. The Man City had broke apart. It was Man City at Main Road. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, it was absolutely some of them games. Well, that's to what... get the final, just to get. Yeah, people don't realise 1973 we beat Man City. I think in 1970 or 71, they were league champions. Mm-hmm. They won the European Cup Winners' Cup. Mm-hmm. Then we played Arsenal. It yeah. was the double winning side the year before. Yeah. Then we played Leeds. It was the league champions at the time. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of Sunderland now mm-hmm. beating Arsenal, Man City and Liverpool. Yeah. That's what it was equivalent of. Yeah. And it was just unbelievable. The way it was just... And if it would ever get them times back, it would be absolutely brilliant. You yeah, know, it's, you kind of... I know you know, I'm a lot older, but you cannot envisage what it was like. No, no. You know, gone. I can imagine a little bit. It would be you, during the World Cup. There was a lot of like hysteria, people uh, in the streets, that kind of thing. Like but that, but the, if, turned up to eleven. But, <laughs> that, <you know. laughs> but the '73 Cup run, it wasn't. It wasn't like having parties in the street like the day before. It was just everybody was going to work, and it was like. Even right. at work, it was happy times, you know. But the front of the shop windows was, was all like so ribbons right. and stuff. The town like was deserted. Yeah. You know, and here's a good quiz question. What was the film that was on BBC Two? On this, cause well, before show, or after? So I was sure show film on BBC Two when the cup final was on. What was that then? The Inner the Seventh Happiness. Wow. <laughs> That's a good quiz That's question. That's a good, good quiz question, yeah. But no, but like I say, not only that, the other cup runs when the 92, you know, mm-hmm. beat Norwich and... Mm-hmm. West Chelsea Ham and Chelsea well. games, you know, it a good career cup runs fantastic for the club. It's fantastic for the city. Mm-hmm. Brings a lot of money yeah. in the city, man. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, big football clubs get to finals, don't they? Yeah. You know, we've had our fair share. Most recently, of course, was the League Cup final against Man City, and you know we weren't that far away from beating a very no. good Manchester City side, weren't we? They were. Yeah, they say the first half we're on par with him. Yeah, and he scored two wonder goals. I kind of think the lads' name. Yeah, two, uh, two, yeah. two, two, two fantastic and then, goals. In. And yeah. Navas got the last one as well. Yeah. But that that one as well, 2014. I always forget the last goal. Yeah, well. everyone does. Yeah. That. <laughs> but 2014, um, that was the first Wembley appearance since 1998. That's the only time I've ever been mm. to Wembley until this Sunday coming. And that was. The same for quite a few people as well. It was it was a good reminder of what a big club we are and how massive our support is. And just my worry going into that one was, oh, I just hope we turn up. Because mm. we didn't expect to beat Man City. And we had a brilliant night at Old Trafford. Like you were saying before, Peter, it's about the cup run. It's about the journey there. Mm-hmm. We had that brilliant night at Old Trafford. And even when we beat Chelsea in the in the quarterfinal before, I was just like, I just hope we turn up. I just hope we, we do the support proud because we had that mad night in Covent Garden before as well and so when Barini put us ahead after less than 10 minutes like mm-hmm. I'll admit I it was a great goal as a well it was perfect great. finish like I can still uh, I know it was only five years ago but I'm vividly like still picture it hitting the back of the net yeah. and my dad had like his arm like wrapped around my neck pretty much and it was nearly the last thing I saw because he nearly choked me <laughs> out um and then the rest of that first half, I was just pretty much like welling yeah. up through the whole thing, through the emotion of it all. Because I was sat quite low down at the mm. side. So I just kept looking at the wall of red and white that was behind the goal. And it was, it was fantastic. I know it was heartbreaking when, you know, they got those two goals in quick succession mm. to go 2-1 up. And we just didn't have enough left. But there was so much pride from what the, play, the players left everything on the pitch. The supporters mm. were fantastic. And... Obviously, it's a bit different with this Sunday. We've got that bit more expectation to win it with being quite 
two quite evenly matched sides. But I just hope there's a similar thing where everyone does the City proud and, and we come away, hopefully, obviously, with the trophy and, like I say, getting that winner mentality back and winning a cup final will be massive. But I just hope we have that, like, great weekend as well. And there's, there's not, you don't come away from it after thinking that you're not proud of the club and where you're from as well. Mm. No, you kind of buy memories, man. Yeah. You kind of, you know. The biggest memory I've got of the 73 Cup final, it wasn't the final, was it wrote apartment about Man City. Not the game. I think Hughes' first goal, and I was right at the front of the football end. It was a horrible, cold, bitter night. It was bitter. It was like, con- like ice condensation forming on the net, <laughs> and the ball flew in the top corner, and that still pictured Joe Culligan now. Can I swear? <laughs> you certainly can. And Joe Culligan, the ball flew past him in the top corner. He turned around, I couldn't look straight at his face, he went, you fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I can still see him to this dear. That's exactly what he said. He went, you fucking bastard. <laughs> that, Incredible. I'll never forget that night. Great yeah. moment. Forget the cup final, but that night, I'll never forget that. Oh, so, that wonderful but... memories. Um, uh, we, we've sent our Robin reporter, Tom Walsh, out to uh, give us uh, an away guide of uh, what do you expect uh, when we arrive at Wembley at the weekend. We'll hear from Tom now. For those of you that witnessed a penalty shootout against Stoke Under-21s, for those of you that ventured to Morecambe on a Tuesday night in November, for those of you that chuckled when we beat Newcastle's children, and for those of you that danced on that wet terrace in Bristol, this one is for you. This is the occasion we have all been waiting for, the weekend we have all been waiting for, and those with the lucky golden tickets will be no doubt waiting to see some of Sunderland's finest strut their stuff down in the capital. But that's enough about Wise Men Say's live show at Southwark Brewery on Saturday night. No, Sunderland are going to Wembley. And what an occasion it will be. You'll obviously be wondering, but what do I do on a Saturday night in the capital to get me into that real cup final mood? Well, everyone in Wearside has been talking about the two things. You're either a Trafalgarer or a Covent Gardener. So, if you head to one of these two venues on Saturday evening, you'll be able to join in with your fellow Mackhams to drink, sing, and hopefully ruin a Tory MP's night again. So once you have wiped the sleep from your eyes and washed away your hangover, you need to get to Wembley. And it's pretty straightforward, and if you want to have that real cheesy chips on Wembley Way feeling, Get the tube to Wembley Park Station, which drops right on Wembley Way, and then you can stroll up once again, singing songs and eating cheese under chips, or whatever you, you want to do. And for those of you who fancy a little light ale before the game, well, Wembley do have their own little fan park, which is, for Sunderland supporters, right next to Wembley Arena. But... If you fancy the uh, the calmer surroundings or the more refined surroundings of a uh, hostelry to quench your thirst, well, Sunderland fans have been allocated a series of pubs around the Wembley area, including The Torch, Crock of Gold, Blue Check Cafe, Crystal Club, which I hope is not a strip club, and The Parish, among others. Then you can bowl out and then wander up to Wembley and hopefully... Watch George Honeyman lift that sweet, sweet Checker Trade trophy. Enjoy it, everyone. It's going to be an amazing weekend. 
And that was Tom Walsh. Our thanks to Tom. He'll be down uh, with the rest of the Sunderland supporters on Sunday as Sunderland take on uh, Portsmouth. Well, I suppose we should look a bit of Portsmouth because, you know, you, Peter, you touched upon it earlier. You don't win cups without playing good sides. And Portsmouth aren't any they're no slouches, are no, they? No, they're not. Absolutely. Well, I think one of two sides to beat us this season. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think, like I say, they've had a bit of a blip, mm-hmm. Portsmouth, but... It, See, it all depends what happens on the day. You're playing in front of 90,000 and it'll be, the noise will be horrendous because they'll make a racket. Portsmouth supporters as well. Yeah. Sullen supporters will make a racket. And there's a lot of players could crumble and I, I don't, I'm counting the Portsmouth players. Yeah. You know, it's a big, big occasion to play at a cup final. Yeah. And I think it's whoever can settle down and get yeah. themselves the nerves sorted out, you know. We've got a lot of lads who, what do you think of all nine? Yeah. Two years ago, well, last year he was playing for Wickham Wonders. Yeah. Two and a half thousand there. Yeah. You know, Baldwin, Flanagan. Mm-hmm. You can go through most of our, about 60% of our team. Mm-hmm. And for them to come where they've come from and to be here, mm-hmm. to play at a cup final, you know, even your manager, like I say, and his, his, his background stuff, to come and play at Wembley yeah. in a cup final. Forget what if they check the trade trophy, just to turn out yeah. at Wembley, the build-up of it, everything about it. You know, it's a massive... Yeah, yeah the club. Yeah, we'll, and we'll the players. We'll go through our team in a minute. But looking at their side, the big headlines out of their camp this week is obviously they've got a very, a very vocal and a prominent manager, Kenny Jackett. You know, he really wants this um, medal in in his locker off his CV. Uh, Ronan Curtis, who actually scored against us early in the season, cut his finger off. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, apparently he's okay now, and he will be all right for for the final. He's got eleven goals this season, uh, and he had a plastic surgeon to yeah. stitch it back on. Caught it in his his door, his door yeah. when leaving the house. <laughs> uh, Vladimir Antonov, the former Russian owner of Portsmouth, was last week jailed for two point five years uh, for fraud. Oh yeah, there's big celebrations around yeah. Portsmouth for that one, well, isn't yeah. there? That's the big headlines that's, out of them. You're talking about that's why. We want to think of ourselves lucky. Yeah. When we know the well, yeah, former Premier League club, I We could have fell for no one like that. Yeah. Quite easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah they have got some other uh, danger men to look out for. Jamal Lowe is on 13 goals this season. Gareth Evans, someone else who scored against us early in the mm. season. He's on nine now. Um, can you remember the game earlier on in the season when we got three B3-1 at their place? That was... I think we started Kenny. Mm. I think we were winning. Or they, no, went, they went 2-0 they went up and, and we, then Lugo 9 scored, I think. Yeah, he yeah. pulled and up I think It all changed when Leuven's got sent yeah, off, really. Right. It was, we, 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 like you're saying, Peter, yeah. edging the game and then right it's... at the start of the second half. Um, See, and I don't think we've seen Leuven since, have we? No. Think, with this, this football or this standard, any match, it just takes one mistake, yeah. Yeah. one flash of brilliance and one dodgy referee. Mm, well, we'll some of them. Well, we've had our fair share. Well, hopefully, the referee won't play a part in it at the, the, at the weekend. And of course, there's a possibility of penalties as yeah. well. We've got a good well, keeper in John McLaughlin, though, haven't we've we? We've got some good penalties as well. We have, yeah. We'll go through the Sunderland side then. What do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be Jack Ross's strongest side, Rory? I think McLaughlin, yeah, McLaughlin in goal. Um, he, he, he showed in the semi final, didn't he, that we're at the point now where it's what it would be Business for the league time, game. Yeah. Um, Centre halves, you imagine you'd probably stick with Baldwin and Flanagan. Yeah. Um, after coming off that, I know not a clean sheet, but off the back of a win against Walsall, um, due to injury, right back picks itself, and all nines obviously form's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, left back, I guess he's got a bit of a yeah because apparently Hume's fit now as yeah. well as Oviedo. Um, and obviously, so, James and Reece as James well. as well. So he's got a bit of a decision to make, and Matthews can play. Although he might have a niggle. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think Matthews will start. But 
Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he'll go for <laughs> safety and go for Reese James. What about the midfield? Honeyman, obviously, will be featured, you'd think. Yeah, harsh, probably harsh on Max Power, given yeah. he's, he played really well against Walsall and was... You know, was busy against Barnsley because he's club well. captain. Does Honeyman automatically come to well, the side, Peter? I would think, I think it will. But football and, and he, the manager picks who he thinks is best team. Yeah, mm. you, you can't have sentiment picking a football team. No. no, you. That's what you're getting employed for. That's why you're getting paid a lot of money mm. for you to pick the best team. Yeah, I'll, I will say this: if you're on a building site and you were the best player to put, you were the best join your fitting doors, whether I couldn't stand you or not. You fit them does. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. go home at half past four. I didn't live with you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same for a football manager. He picks what he thinks is the best team. Personality should never come into it. Mm-hmm. He, it's his job is on the line. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of see, oh, I like him better than I like him as a person. No, but he's better than him at that and he'll yeah. play. So would he be ahead of, uh, you know, a slightly bit of a triangle in the midfield with uh, Catamol and Ledbetter yeah, yeah. behind him? I think, think? Catamol and Ledbetter's nailed on. Absolutely, yeah. Pick Honeyman, I think Honeyman will play a mind. I think Honeyman's just a bit better at, at being in that link between yeah, midfield yeah. And, and Greg. Uh, yeah. He was a bit isolated against Walsall. Pa- Power worked really hard well, and did have a good game, but it's, it's not his natural game. Mm-hmm. To be doing that link up, um, right. so yeah, I think, I think Poe is a good bloke to put on for the last half hour. That's yeah, 20 minutes. absolutely. You know, and you've you need got, a You've got McGeady. He's yeah. going to be playing. He's going to really revel in it because he well, is. He's a, he is he th- he's a big game player, yeah. really. He's isn't he? Played he played in yeah. Champions League's football, yeah, man. He's played, he's played massive. This, this shouldn't phase him. No, but then you've got Griggs. But I don't think Griggs. The playing Griggs is not a target man. No, but for a small guy, he doesn't half hold the ball up well, doesn't he? But I think he's got to be fed balls in the down the channels over yeah. his shoulder. You know, the Using goals he pace. did score, the goal he scored against, was it Bristol Rovers? Was that Powell that put him through that night? Or it was, was it? yeah. You know, in the semi. Mm, semi. Yeah. And, it, and it was the goal he scored last against Walsall. Walsall. That White was a ball it up from, laid on yeah. for him. Yeah. If you're going to knock balls in the air, you're not going to see the best of him. Mm-hmm. And the, Saying he's been injured at Ireland, I think he was injured since we got him. To mm. be honest, and I think he's when he's getting Ireland. Went, what are you doing here? Yeah. He, he must have Aye. been a word of I've got yeah. a cup final oh, coming oh. up. I'm not going to play. Oh. Let us, let well, us we've had these this, uh, this week or so, haven't we? Where we haven't had a game because the international bit it has worked now. Benefit hasn't it? Mm. Every they'll have niggles and you knock on your ankle or your toes, yeah. and you've got a fortnight to rest, yeah. and it makes a big difference. Portsmouth did play at the week. Yeah, they did, yeah, they won. Yeah. By Shrewsbury. Yeah, they did, 2 0, I think, yeah. Right then, prediction time. Um, Rory, (laughs) you can go first because you're a regular. Um, I'm going to go for 2 1 coming from behind to win as well. It's been our signature this season, coming from behind to win, so why not at Wembley? Who's going to score the goals? Who's going to get the glory at Wembley for some? I'm going to go Grig for the equaliser and Grant Ledbetter for the winner. He's been due one since coming back and. Romantic. Just imagine like what it mean. I know there's a few players you could lay that to, but Ledbetter. It's it's what he's came back to do, hasn't he? Like get yeah. play a part in a big moment like this. And I'd love it for him. Uh, Peter, do you do predictions? Well, I don't like to say if I could predict football, I wouldn't be sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a multi-millionaire. <laughs> but um, I do think I think we'll. I'll see it. I think we'll win two. And I think. I don't want to be winning two one with minutes to go. No. <laughs> it's not good for your health. No, it's not. As far as goal scorers go, well, you've got the golden boot, Catamol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, what, a, what, a, what an occasion for Lee Catamol in yeah. his tenth season yeah. to be mm. playing at Wembley for and Sunderland. He, and he gives hundred percent every game. See what you like, and he, 
he's persecuted. He gets sent off after just because he's late catching one. Yeah. And goal scorers, deadly serious for that. If I was putting money on the booties, I hope Griggs scores. And I would like to see, I'd like to see Gooch score, you know, or mm-hmm. Honeyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody. To One score of the lads, maybe, who's been here through the long. turmoil. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That was absolutely stuck with a stick and thin. Absolutely. Um, before we go, Peter, have you been followed for a, pro- a possible second series of Netflix? I'm definitely why I'm getting filmed. The film is going down on the bus. Are they? Oh, get the in. The film is actually film is sitting watching the match. <laughs> on, Brilliant. On uh, Wembley on Sunday. Do you enjoy oh, it? I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done all sorts of strange and wonderful things. I've had films what get me out cut, <laughs> eating fish and chips down the seafront, down been, the fish quay. Have you been recognised anywhere? Sort of have strange. No, anywhere like weird though. Yes, yes. I have. The weirdest one was in Hilton Hotel. I was waiting to go out with a camera crew, mm-hmm. and I was just sitting having a cup of coffee on my own on a Tuesday or Wednesday morning. And this bloke got up, and as he walked past, he looked at us and just kept on going but he kept looking back and as I was going out he went stood up and says are you the taxi driver <laughs> for, of Netflix I yeah. says I he says oh you're very good and that I says thanks very much I says who are you like he says well I'm a reporter from Belgium really Belgian <laughs> newspaper reporter and he says can I do a quick interview he's trying to get about Nissan that's what he's trying to hear yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. anyway I told him what I thought and that and he says well, I says well what papers he said so could at the Financial Times <laughs> In Belgium. But, wow. And then the, another one was, we're at the British Television Awards. Joyce that's in the programme. Oh, yeah. The chef. Cooks, lovely yeah. lady, a yeah. fantastic woman. And the chef, uh, Patrick, mm-hmm. and the director from Netflix, uh, from Full Rule 73. And I was in the toilet. And this bloke came up as he went, you know, the, that's all I saw. Was, you know, the, the taxi, taxi driver. driver. <laughs> I says, aye. He says, yet again, are you great? And that, thanks very much. Who are you? He says, well, I'm the cinema... Some, I'll just say a director for these yeah, yeah. yeah. director Peaky Blinders oh brilliant so I have been recognised by lots of people so you're oh, going to have a cameo on the next I've series <laughs> yeah. you, need, you need to hit up all your contacts I've now been an, I've been an observer I've done an interview with an observer excellent I've been mentioned in the Guardian but what Sports happens? Illustrated. But what happens if you try and do sh- shopping in Newcastle now? I wouldn't care. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give me money. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I shouldn't. This is as close to the bridge as he gets. This <laughs> studio. <laughs> as long as I get paid and we tax him. No, I wouldn't spend my money in Newcastle. Oh, brilliant, brilliant stuff, Peter. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank well, you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've enjoyed you. it. Uh, enjoy your, your weekend in London. Oh, I'll enjoy it with good loads of Savaloy's black pudding, <laughs> big icing. Yeah, yeah. Hand them out in Trafalgar Square no. or Covent Garden the night before. No. Uh, just got to quickly plug the uh, Terry Butcher podcast that went out uh, during the week. It's going to be. I think it's, is it going to be a few parts of that? Yeah, I think they're definitely doing at least another part. Yeah, first, first one's brilliant. Um, well so, worth yeah, the listen. Make sure you get that downloaded. It's on the the feed and if you are on your way down to Wembley listen to this let's hope we have a great weekend for Sunderland and Sunderland for everybody enjoys yourself safe and has a good good laugh yeah. absolutely thanks for joining us speak to you next time right, thank you very much <laughs>